The right habits put you in control of your health, relationships, mindset, and more. But most people lack the tools to stick with those habits long enough to see results. That is about to change. Welcome to the Unshakable Habits Podcast with your host, habit change specialist and speaker, Stephen Box. Join us each week as experts share their stories, experiences, and insights and give you the tools to build unshakable habits so you can live life on your terms. It's time to take your habits from unsustainable to unshakable. Hey, welcome everybody to the Unshakable Habits Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Box, and today I am joined by Kwan Karadogi. Juan, thanks for uh, joining me today, man. Steven, thanks for having me on. Love the title and, and the message. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for being here. So you have a very interesting story. You went from a guy who was partying and by your own admission, pretty lazy, hated working out, things like that, to now all of a sudden you're a guy who co-owns several gyms and you have your own podcast talking to people about habits. So we're going to dive into how that kind of transformation actually happens. But before we do, we want to remind the audience of our unshakable framework, because that is how they're going to take your story today and be able to apply it back to their own lives. So phase one, or part one of the framework is that you have to have a vision. Now, a lot of people they set goals. And the reason why I'm not a big fan of goals is because goals are usually tied to an outcome. And Kwan, you know this. Most of the time, we don't have a lot of control over the outcomes, right? Right. So a vision allows us to think about the person we want to be. What kind of behaviors does that person have? What is their mindset? What is their attitude? What kind of thoughts go through their heads? And those are the things we can't control. The way we control those is the second part of the framework. We have to develop or better utilize certain skills. And of course, in order to attain or better utilize the skills that we have, we have to take the third part, which is to have repeatable or daily actions that build those skills up. So as we go through your story today, we'll be looking for those three aspects. Mm-hmm. Sound good to you, man? That sounds awesome. Cool. So take me back to Quan, who was out there partying and hated working out. What what was life like for you then? See, that's a great question. I, you know, growing up, I, I didn't really, there was no inclination for any type of, you know, um, improvement or, or, or working out or, or exercise was the last thing on my mind. Uh, I, 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 you know, sought out thrill in basically, you know, escaping or, or being in, in this in little mini adventures that would live for the weekends. And um, that's kind of who I was, you know, and that's, um, I, it was funny because when I did it, I still wasn't happy doing it. And I remember, feeling, you know, a lot of pain from, from doing that, from, from not, you know, doing the things that I want to do, because I knew that there was something that I, I was pulled towards doing um, better in my life. And 
You know, it's pain has a funny thing, a, a way of of making you stop and think. And I think that's one of the the things that led me to to a, more of a growth phase was was listening to that. Uh, so you know, just just very directionless, very aimless, lazy, um, and didn't really have much going for myself outside of my family and, and friends that believed in me. So um, you know, I just I just was that guy. You know, I partied and. That's kind of all I, I wanted to do, and um, I realized at some point that I had to I had to change some of those things so that I could actually, you know, not be a failure. So you you said something there that I think a lot of people can relate to. You you lived for the weekend, and, and that's something that I think so many people, especially when we're talking about health, that. It's just it's a repeatable thing where during the week, a lot of us actually do pretty well. You know, we, we move quite a bit. You know, we eat better. I mean, obviously not everybody, but I think a lot of people can relate to that. But then on the weekend, man, the wheels just fall off. Right. Right. So kind of take us into what the mindset is with that. When you were going through that. What was that experience like for you? Why was the weekend so important to you? You know, I think it gave me the opportunity to basically become someone else, you know, um, escape kind of what I was or who I was. Uh, you know, obviously being social, a social creature by nature, I, I, it gave me the opportunity to, to met or, you know, build relationships with others and um, sort of, uh, you know, go on little uh, mini adventures during the weekend there and uh, experience life um, out of the monotony of everything. So um, th that's kind of what that was. And, you know, weekends weren't the only time that I did that. It was during the week as well. And um, it, it's just something that I, that I enjoyed doing because it allowed me to, you know, you know on a physiological or, or psychological level, it was more, you know, chasing those things that make you feel good, right? Getting, getting the dopamine, getting some of that good stuff flowing there by by going out and 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 having fun. So, I changed my value system into the things that I I thought were important. I realized that those things were something that I was chasing that just didn't have an end. There, there was never gonna stop. Yeah. Um, you know, those things that you want out there that you think bring you joy are short term. And yeah. that's that's the important thing that that I realized was that it was just a never ending tunnel that I would I would never see the end of. And you have to ask yourself at the end of that is what, what do you want at the end of that? What are you willing to, to part with? You know, one thing that you mentioned there was, or when you were first telling your story, was how you kind of felt like a failure. And part of this, you know, going out and partying and, and trying to be this different person, as you said, was trying to get away from that failure, to be somebody else. Was there a moment that you kind of had that reflective time of realizing that your life wasn't where you wanted it to be, that you felt like a failure? Oh yeah. All the time. Um, there, there was times where, you know, there, there was just a lot of different emotions that I felt towards being, you know, frustrated, um, 
uh, you know, angry with myself, um, disappointed and, you know, suffering through some, some mild depressive states every once in a while. And it's a lot to, uh, to think on, um, you know, for those listening, but it, those were things that, um, I, it, they were so hard to, to see past because it becomes a part of you and it, it sort of overtakes who you are. And that's what you think your identity is. So it's important to look outside of that and say, that's not who I am. You know, these, these are the things that I'm, I'm doing to myself. And I, I have the ability to sort of change these things if I don't like them. And that's that's something that it took me a while to get to. But but taking ownership in, of that was the, the first sort of glimmer of light to see myself outside of this um, of, of this box. Right. Was to say that it's up to me, you know, to if it's if it's up to be, it's up to me to, to do these things. So I felt it all the time. And I just knew because I wasn't acting in accordance to who I either was or wanted to become. And. That that's the important thing you have to pay attention to. A lot of people shy away from that. And those are all signals. You know, it's, it's just life or the universe trying to tell you something. Yeah, I, I love that, man, because you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. A lot of us do have these. It's almost like two people inside of us, right? Where there is the person who wants to go out. They want to have fun. They want to do all these things. But at the same time, there's that other part of you that that you can kind of hear knocking on the door a little bit going, hey, I want to come out. I want to I want to be successful. I want to do things. I want to help people. I want to grow. I want to do all this stuff in life. And you're keeping me from doing it with all this other stuff you're doing. Right. Right. So I think this kind of gets into a little bit of your vision. And where you started to to form this vision at, because you already had this internal sense of the person you wanted to become. So, so your vision sounds like it maybe was a little bit naturally in you. You you could already kind of feel it. Was there a particular instance, maybe a particular person or a certain circumstance that really was that wake up moment for you to help you to realize what this vision was? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I had several, um, you know, uh, people or, or mentors that took an interest in me um, in the beginning. And I, I am who I am because of, of them and um, obviously my own doing as well. But the, you know, they, they had a big part in that. So there was a uh, uh, Jacques Wilson was his name. He was one of the first guys, you know, outside of my family who kind of saw something in me Um a little gift of, you know, some entertainment in there. And um, that's when I, I originally pursued a career in uh, in acting, which obviously um, didn't pan out. You would have seen me in the, uh, in the big screen there. But uh, so, you know, that, that led me to more of uh, finding myself out a little more and exploring what that identity was. Uh, you know, then I met, you know, um, a wonderful guy who, who, you know, took an interest in me outside in, in acting classes. And we decided to move to the West Coast um, as friends there to see kind of what that was like. And, you know, they, they those two guys were, were highly influential and helped me, um, you know, find kind of what those next steps looked like. Right. And uh, that vision started from there when I when I started, you know, going for a run uh, one day that that just floored me, right? It was one of the toughest things that I've ever done. And I have felt 
you know, so, so much pain from it uh, because I just wasn't in shape at all. And, um, and I'm sure you probably relate to that. A lot of people relate to that, that haven't worked out before uh, that, you know, you do something and you say, man, I never want to do that again because you, you just aren't good at it. You don't feel, um, you know, great about yourself. So those were kind of the, the first couple steps. And then when I, when I started getting real serious about it, that's when I kind of saw the, what that vision looked like. I had always had small, you know, visions when I was younger of, you know, becoming stronger, becoming a little bit better at, at my life and the things that I was doing. Um, I was fascinated by martial arts and, and uh, you know, just becoming this, this better version of oneself, which I think is everyone's story in life is we're, we're, we're always striving to be someone better. And for me, that that's kind of what stuck there. And uh, that was where the, the iterations of, or the beginnings of it. And then that's when I kind of had a vision of just having just higher standards and wanting to become someone worth becoming in the in the in that realm of of fitness. So I, I kind of saw the body and physique that I wanted. There were, there was a lot of that was involved. So seeing that helps because it makes it tangible. So my, my message there for for everyone is 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 literally have someone that you want to look like. As funny as that sounds, because that gives you and your mind a target a goal, um, something in your head that you want to see, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily, um, a goal that you want to get to, but there's, it's like a, it's like a painting that you, you visualize constantly. And when I looked in the mirror and I didn't see what I wanted to see, it drove me further into, into acquiring it. And then I asked myself, what does that person do to become who he is or to maintain who he is? And I said, well, that person does this, that person does these things right. And that's what you have to, you have to do the things that that successful person is doing in your mind, right? In your life. And having that vision for me is what helped. I put somebody in my mind that I wanted to be and look like, and I strove to, to look like that. It was just as simple as that. I visualized it. Um, and it, it, it was something that I just, I saw in my, in my mind and that's what I, what I, you know, strove to go for every day. Yeah. I, I love the, the fact that you, you really kind of hit on a couple of things there. So one is you had to take a step, right? And I think sometimes we get so caught up in, is it the right step? You said yourself. Your very first step was trying to get into acting and you weren't successful with that. But yet here you are today successful. So your first step was not necessarily the right first step in terms of where you're going to end up at anyways. But what people have to think about here is, and I've seen this story play out over and over again. You take a step, whether it's the right direction or not, a lot of times it leads you to where you need to be. It's almost as if everything kind of conspires together to start working in your favor when you just take action. Because had you not taken that step, you probably don't meet those two mentors in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Because you met them by taking that first step. 
if you don't meet them, then you don't take some of the next steps. So it's funny how sometimes the things that we think we should be doing aren't what's going to actually lead us to success. Sometimes it's just taking a, a leap of faith, so to speak, and seeing what happens. So, you know, depending on what someone's belief system is here will kind of dictate how they believe that happens. But regardless of what your belief system is, I think we can all agree that when we take action, life rewards us. That's right. And on the other side of that um, is, is beautiful possibilities. And I think a lot of it is, you know, sometimes being, um, you know, comfortable with where you are and not wanting to change that. And that's, that's a scary thing because why would you, right? There's nothing wrong. Everything's okay. You're living life, right? Um, it, it's about wondering and, and realizing the possibilities. I, I painted myself a, a masterpiece picture in my mind of what that would look like. And in, in attaining that, I saw nothing but good coming from it. So I said, why not do this? You know, and and that's kind of what led me to it. It was leading into it. And you're absolutely right. It's taking that those first couple of steps and and going forward. And it might not be the right step. And that's that's all right. You'll learn from that experience, too. Yeah. Um, and, and that's sort of what how you find your, your your vehicle, if you will, how you find your 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 the little instrument in you there. Yeah. So so if someone's out there listening to this and. They've been sitting on the fence. They know they need to do something. They don't know what to do. They're scared to take the first step. Just take it. You'll get where you need to go. Don't even worry about if it's the right step right now. That's right. And exactly. So you also touched on this idea that you started looking at other people and you said, you know what? I want to have a physique like that. I want to have that kind of body. And I want to point out, because I think if people just hear that part, they might kind of get caught up on this idea about comparing themselves to other people, and I have to try to look a certain way. So first of all, I'm going to point out that you did not at any point specify that it had to be a certain body type, right? So, you know, make sure that people understand that you're not saying that you have to necessarily go look like Bruce Lee or you have to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever, right? It's, It's look like the person you want to look like. And then the other thing that you pointed out there was, and this to me was the the really powerful part, is not just did you have something you can model after to try to work toward, but you also had that moment of acknowledgement of, you know what, if I want to look like that, I have to figure out what behaviors get me there. I have to actually figure out what those are, and that became a part of your vision. That's exactly right. It was the um, and to touch on on that previous topic, too, is lean into the things that pull or excite you and and you find some sort of intrigue in it, you know, so that you're taking the right steps towards that. And that that reveals your personality later on. Um, You know, the the vision there. Exactly. I, I saw someone that I wanted to look like or in my mind, I was like, okay. I told myself, you're not exactly going to be like, because there was a reality to it, yeah. you know, and the beautiful part uh, or the reality to it as well is your, your muscles are your muscles, 
You know what I mean? They're, you can shape and create them and your body is your body. It'll become what you create from it because that's who you are and that's what you've been given. So it's very important not to compare yourself to what others are because that takes away your uniqueness. That takes away what you have the potential to build. Always, always remember that. It's easy to look at people and say, well, I don't look like that. And my message there is all the better because then you can look your best for who you are, right? So when I looked at people there or the people that I wanted to, to, you know, emulate, I basically, you know, I, I put myself in my mind. I said, okay, if, if that's the successful version of Kawan in this field, what does successful Kawan do? What does this person do that keeps him there or that that he does? And then my mind went racing because it was like, oh, he does this. He probably sleeps at this time. And your imagination can run wild with it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I, I kind of figured out, I wrote down some of those things that that were there that were truths. And I said, this is what this person does in order to, to, to be successful, right? Yep. And I, I said, well, then, then that's what I'm going to do. Yep. And, and I just repeated those things. Now, the important part of finding that, what I did innately that I had no idea that I was doing, was finding the 80-20 rule of that. what's that important, those important things, those two activities yeah. That will get you there the most effective way. And for me, it was I, it was like ingrained in my mind that protein intake was was super important to build muscle. Right. Obviously, you, you lost so much weight. You, you probably heard that in your sleep. You probably recite that in your sleep. And and yeah, there's some truth to it with science and everything changing now. But then. I said, OK, you, you have to do that. You have to eat the right amount of protein to grow muscle. That's number one. Number two. Um, successful Kawan doesn't skip gym workouts. That doesn't happen. If there's something on the schedule and you have to, and you want to become this person, you better like put some work in because right now in this beginning phase, you have a lot of catching up to do and you got a lot of equity to, to, to put it. You got to get that, put that work in to get that credibility right now. There's no time to, to mess around. So I had to put in a little bit of overtime uh, because I was in my late twenties and I said, you know, and there's never a wrong time just for those listening. But I, I realized kind of all the time that I had wasted, if that makes sense. And that's when yeah. I was like, all right, I owe this to myself to put a little more overtime in to, to catch up. And that's just what I did, man. I repeated those things as simple as it sounds until I effectively reached my, my goal. I, I re-strategized along the way uh, by reassessing where I was with my strength with my, the way I looked and I just constantly course corrected until I got there. Yeah. You, you mentioned that there is no such thing as too late. I mean, I'll tell people I was almost in my mid thirties before I had my 80 pound weight loss. I've had clients and I'm sure you have as well, who were in their forties or fifties, their sixties. So it's not a matter of how much time have you wasted. It's just a matter of, Hey, Wherever you are in life, it's time to stop wasting time. That, that's right, man. You nailed it. It's. I was on the bus in L.A. and I, I didn't have a car. I didn't. I walked and biked everywhere I went, uh, which helped because I, I got more in shape, I guess. But um, I was on a bus, man. I was 26, 27 years old. And I remember thinking to myself, well, it's too late. 
you're not going to be a professional bodybuilder. So you may as well stop working out because it's not really going to go anywhere. And I thought, wow, you know, that's uh, I may not be a professional bodybuilder. Yeah, that's true. But time is going to go on. So I may as well do something with that time. Right. Um, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the next best time is today, as, as the saying goes. Yeah, I, I, I love that because it goes back to what we were saying earlier about goal setting versus having a vision. If you had just set a goal to become a professional bodybuilder, you might have been more prone to just give up. Because you would have been like, eh, this isn't going to happen. You know, six months into your training, you're not super ripped or your muscles aren't huge. Like you're not stage ready. You're like, eh, this isn't going to happen. But because your vision was from more than that, because you wanted to be healthy, because you wanted to be successful and you saw being healthy as part of being successful, you were able to stick with it. That's right, man. It's the I think that that bodybuilder um, analogy with the goal is is 100 uh, percent spot on. You know, we we attain we try to attain a level of of status with it. And I think that's where you get kind of um, messed up along the way. You know, you got to do it for other reasons which are important to you. And that's that's what it was for me. You got you just got to have your heart in it. You got to have something in you or part of you that that wants it. And because of whatever that is for you, you know, for me, it was. Um, not doing things halfway anymore and um, making this commitment to myself because I owed it to myself. And it was something that I wanted to um, master. I, I committed to that, that level. I said, I, I want to get great at this and I want to be this person. And that's, that's what it was. So let, let's talk about the second part of the framework here because we've talked quite a bit about your vision. So let's talk about some of the skills. A lot of people, especially when it comes to health and fitness, this is what they imagine. I'm going to wake up one day at five o'clock. I, I, right now I get out of bed at eight, nine o'clock, but said I'm going to get out of bed at like five o'clock in the morning, right? I'm going to fix this super healthy, nutritious breakfast. I'm going to go for a five mile run. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, then I'm going to come back. I'm going to down a protein shake. Then I'm going to, you know, fix my prepared salad or whatever for lunch. And I'm going to go and have that. And then after work, I'm going to go hit the gym for two hours. And I'm going to be in bed by 7 p.m., right? Like that's what that's what people imagine life is going to be like. I mean, that's how it was for you, right? I mean, that's absolutely probably the way that it happened for you, right? Not, not, not at all. No, yeah, no, not, not at all. No, I basically, um, I had the complete opposite of that, you know, and that's not to say that that didn't happen. And it usually happens, by the way, on, on January 1st, uh, every, uh, every year. So, and that's not to knock a resolution, but, you know, listen, you know, I'll say this time and time again, every day is a resolution. You know, you have the opportunity every morning and the next five minutes to make that change. It's, it's, it's really in the next five minutes. That's it. Um, and it's, you know, you'll hear this a lot in, in different circles, but it's, it's really the little things. There's no, um, 
it's not that the grandiose or the, or the big gigantic goal or or these these uh these standards and rules that you have for yourself and the way you think things got to be it's it just doesn't work that way you're you're a new habit or any type of thing that you want to bring on takes time and you got to be patient with it but the one thing you you need to do is to constantly put in the small efforts uh, uh daily and there's nothing more important than that. It can be the smallest thing out there, but those little things add up. And, and I mean that it's it's the little changes that that add to, to, to the big changes later on to the big you know results later on. Um, so, you know, I always tell I always told personal training clients, uh, you know, friends, family members nowadays is is to always go small in your in your expectations of what um you have for yourself and that sounds like oh you know that's not really ambitious what do you mean by that it means um you you have great ambitions and but you need to have small um expectations and and realities or or action steps to get to that and it's the little step by step that gets you to the to the top of of that mountain there you can't jump to the top. It doesn't work that way. You got to you got to do something sustainable that you're going to stick with and be able to do it daily. And a lot of that depends on your environment. A lot of that depends on, you know, the people you're around. But break it down to its smallest doable component um, and, and stick with that until you until you develop that at a good stage of one week to four weeks. And then look at increasing that week over week. Um, that's, that's the key. And, and you just got, you gotta simplify it to its smallest achievable thing. And then you feel that as though it's doable. Yeah. I, I like the fact that you, you pointed this out because you use the analogy too of this idea of you're kind of climbing a mountain, reaching a certain peak. Right. And I like to use this analogy of imagine you're going to go and climb Everest. Well, you're not Superman. You're not going to leap to the top of the mountain in a single bound, right? So if you're going to go climb Everest, you can't just go to, you know, your local sporting goods store and buy a heavy jacket and show up one day and, and climb the mountain, right? It takes a lot of planning, a lot of execution. You have to go buy all the, the right equipment. You have to have a plan. You have to have your supplies. You have to have all these things. And then you start... And then along the way, there are places that people stop. You know, the, there's a path that other people have already kind of carved out to say, look, here's how you get there. And that's not even to speak of the physical commitment of getting in shape to even be able to handle that climb. Right. So it's not just this simple thing. It's it's little tiny steps. Right. Because. If you don't sit down and plan what equipment you're going to need, if you don't take out the time to go to the store and buy the equipment, if you don't pack the equipment in your bag, if you don't take those little tiny steps that seem insignificant in the grand scheme of things, you never even get to the point that you can start climbing the mountain. Oh, yeah. And when I say small, I mean, you know, so small that it just becomes like, a, you know, a little bit laughable. Um, yeah. it, for me, it was, uh, I had every excuse in the book, you know, uh, well, 
I got I got to get walk into the closet and, and get the shoes out from, you know, the closet. It's just and it's that's how many you know, that's too hard to do. And so I said, all right, well, why don't you walk into the room first? You know, yeah. let's do that. And then I did that. And then it was like, okay, look at the, can you look at the closet? I can look. Okay. All right. I don't want to look at it again. Okay. That's all right. Let's grab, you know, let's, let's take one step forward and then see, we'll come back tomorrow or maybe, oh, well, I can, I guess I could do that. And just, you know, just play around with that. And then, you know, I I would put the shoes by the door so that I can see them now. And now it was, that was, it was easier now because they were right there. And then now it was about putting them on. Right. So, Uh, well, I can't. I, I, I got so much stuff to do. I can't work out for for two hours or one hour. I was like, why does it got to be an hour? Why don't you just do 10 minutes or five minutes? And I was like, you know what? That's that's doable. And that's what I did. And I, I eased into that. Um, and I just repeated that until until it just stuck with me. And, and that's what I gradually increased it um, because it becomes habitual, it becomes part of your life at that point. And, and that's the important thing to remember there. And then also. Um, you know, learning in the process of it, you know, understanding that other people go through this too. You're not the only one. Um, and, and having, you know, an accountability partner. Um, I always say, you know, and I always recommend to everybody is, is get a friend or, or just, just hire a trainer and just, you know, a personal trainer or coach and anything you do, it will, it, it will help you tremendously, you know, and you'll, you'll bypass years and years of, of pain, of, of trial and error, and you'll just fast track through it. Yeah. I mean, having that, that mentor or that friend or that expert who can help you is so valuable. It helps you stay on track. It helps you save time. And I think a lot of people, they are hesitant to do that because they have this mentality of, I know what I should do, right? But I'm just not doing it. Well, the doing it is the important part because a lot of us know what to do. Most of the time when you hire a coach, you're not really hiring a coach to tell you what to do. You're hiring a coach to help you learn how to do it and how to do it properly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And there's so many great things that come with it. It's the appointment time, you know, the accountability um, you know, and a friend or a workout partner can help. The only issue is sometimes they, they either move or, you know, something happens or yeah. they, they, they stop. So, uh, social, you know, proofing it is, is, is a great way to do it. And that's with a friend or, or a trainer. But if you're, if you're out there alone and, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. I had, I had that too. And I had a friend I worked out with when he moved back, I, I was on my own. And but at, by that time, I had the habit built down. It was already ingrained and I, and I was doing it. So, um, you know, do that in the beginning until it becomes that part of your, your behavior. And then you can eventually go on your own and do it. And but learning that is the most important thing along the way is saying, how how can I do that? And, and never stop learning through it. You know, that's that's the most important thing. It's, it's a continuous learning process. And the more and more you educate yourself in the beginning, the more that'll pay off. Um, a funny thing I did is I, all I did was read men's health magazine, Stephen. And, uh, till this day, I still read them. It just, they provide me with things and knowledge and insight and education that, that pays off. And that's, yeah. uh, that's what you want to do. Just, just get, you know, educated for yourself to, to learn what, what's going on behind the scenes there with it.
Yeah. One thing that you that you talked about in that story with the shoes that I think people really need to make sure that they heard is this idea that in your head you're having these conversations. And it was, well, you know, why are you even bothering? You can't work out for an hour. You can't work out for two hours. You're not going to get any results from five minutes, right? Those are the conversations that were going on in your head. And you had to change that language. You had to change those thoughts and be like, but if I do five minutes, I'm starting to build my character. I'm starting to build that person that I set that vision for, that person who does work out. If I do five minutes today and I do five minutes tomorrow and I do six minutes on Wednesday, you know, kind of thing, then eventually I will be the person who does have time to work out for an hour because it becomes a priority. But you had that recognition that if you try to start there, it was never going to happen. Exactly. No, it it was uh, it was not only never going to happen, it was unsustainable because your, your mind doesn't work that way. You know, it doesn't see the value in it yet. Um, the value proposition in, in your mind is hasn't been switched. You don't see it because it's the, the payoff's not there yet. doesn't show up yet. That's that's one issue with that is when you start in the beginning, you don't see the results right away and you think, well, this isn't working. I, I'm out of here. And um that that's the you know that's the furthest from the truth because it is but you're just not seeing it yet until you know that that momentum becomes your best friend um but the it has to be sustainable it has to be something you can you can always do uh which is which is the most important thing and um realizing the benefit of the long-term gain right so for me i always told myself well you're going to feel better after and that's the care that i dangled you know, I told myself I was going to feel better. And I said, well, I like, I like that. And you're going to get, you're going to look better. Right. And you can say you worked out today. So I validated it in those senses. I knew the way my ego, my mind worked. And I used those tools to essentially work with it um, in achieving it. So, because it was like, for me, with the importance of, first of all, I said that I was going to do it. Second of all, you know, um, I'm going to look and feel better. Third of all, it's, uh, you know, it's nothing but benefits. So I, I changed the value proposition in my mind to, to see it as doing it was going to be a little more beneficial than not um, because of those things. And that helped me kind of uh, realize that. And that's what led me to say, OK, well, I, you know, once I got to that five minute or 10 minute mark, I said, man, this feels great. I'm going to do 20 or I'm going to do 30 minutes because I was already there. I had gotten in and then that was, it was up to me at that point. It gives you that sense of, of freedom to do more. So you just want to start. So that way you have the possibility to go longer if you want. It's up to you. Yeah, I, I love that, man. I think that's really great message that, that you're driving home there. One thing that I, I want to kind of quickly discuss here is those skills kind of going back to that because we haven't really uncovered what those were just yet so you talked about how you realized the certain things like the protein that you that you needed to do those were your focuses but there are skills involved in this and i think a lot of times where we may get ourselves into trouble is 
just assuming that if we take some action, that everything's going to work out. And yes, we want you to start taking action. We want you just to do something, anything as a way to get your mindset going. But ultimately, you got to start developing the right skills because we both know people who have done something for years and they still don't have results because they're not doing the right things. So talk to us about Quan. What skills did you need to develop in order to start living this healthy lifestyle? So a lot of the skills that I had to understand and, and develop um, in that span before becoming a personal trainer was really taking on an apprenticeship of, of um, you know, learning Right. So a lot of intake of information from from reputable sources is what I, I went to. Um, so I gathered information from from, you know, reputable magazines, articles online and um, influential people in the gym or, you know, people that had kind of efficacy or, or you know, reputation or credibility in doing it. Um, so that way, you know, I had always that learner mentality. I was always, always hungry for for knowledge and learning and and then gathering that information and by and large looking at all of it and saying okay if this many people say it's true it's true so so that was the the first step the second kind of step was um you know the heart the, the work ethic uh that that was something that had to to be there you you have to commit to that to say i got to work at this and it there's nothing that can replace that you know, um, you got to be able to to put the time in once you're at that level of of commitment to say, I'm gonna, I'm going to work hard at this goal and and or you know whatever th- that is that you you have for that day, and being conscientious of that um, and saying, you know, you you can want the physique of your life and 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 you know desire it as much as you want, but you can't bypass the, the work part. And sometimes hard work doesn't guarantee that you'll get there, but it's a necessary component. So in conjunction with that, you know, being a learner, you know, work, learning your work ethic, having work ethic um, is having also systems in place, you know, um, and that could be little things like having, uh, you know, uh, your, your your workout clothes laid out on the floor for the night before. That way you wake up, it's right there. You just got to get changed. All your your meals made so that there was no chance of of not eating properly. Um, I had a, a stopwatch and I was a hard gainer. So I had to eat every two hours or every three hours in order to, to put on size, which a lot of people don't um, do. And they wonder, you know, why they don't put on, you know, that size. And or muscle or whatever, even if it's weight loss, you got to, you got to eat right and, and, and work out right. So having systems in place so that there was no uh, margin for error to fail, you know, so my stopwatch, every time I finished eating, I would hit it. And then in two hours or, and I would look at it constantly to remind myself that it was time to eat again. And that way, you know, there was, there was just no way to, to, to miss it. I knew what time it was. I knew I had to eat and, and, and I had the meal ready. Uh, the, the fourth thing is, you know, discipline. Um, you got to have a level of that to, to be able to, to embody these, these other ones. You got to tell yourself, look, you know, there's been, there was days I worked at restaurants, uh, you know, six, 
you know, eight, eight, 10 hour shifts, um, six days a week. And you were on your feet constantly. There were, there were barely any breaks. Um, and I was super tired. Right. But, but I couldn't skip the workout because that would be a day that was gone. Now there was times I was too fatigued then yeah, I, I would listen to my body so I didn't get injured. There's a fine line there, but having the discipline and telling yourself, you know, um, I, I don't want to do it. It's not going to be fun. Uh, but, you know, I'm just going to get in and, and do something rather than nothing. And that way I'll feel better. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll get closer to where I want to be. And, and those four kind of are, are things that, that um, were repeatable. The fifth one I will say is, is, one of the most important, you got to do things that that are fun too. It can't just be, uh, well, it's got to be this rigid thing and it's got to be this way. If you're not feeling something that particular day, it's okay to, to not do it. Do something that's similar or that you will, it will get you a similar result or, or, or something that's, you know, like-minded in that approach and do that um, and, and have fun with it. Um, because if it's not, you're, you're going to, you're not going to stick with it. So, so make it fun at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So just to kind of recap, because you actually gave us both the skills and some of the actions there all at once. So I want to separate it out a little bit for people. So some of the skills that you developed were you had to actually develop your discipline, right? You had to develop things like meal prep and you had to develop the skills of knowing what foods to eat. You had to develop knowledge of exercise and how to actually do the exercises. You had to develop the skill of knowing how to listen to your body, to, to be able to figure out the difference between am I just being lazy or am I actually really going to potentially hurt myself if I go do too much? What days do I skip the gym versus which days do I maybe just dial back my workout? Those are all skills that you had to develop over time. You didn't have to have them perfect when you started. You just had to develop them. And then how did you develop those skills? Well, you know, you one of the skills you had to develop was eating frequently in order to put on some weight. And so you took on that daily action of setting that timer so you always knew when you had to eat. I'm sure one of your actions was you probably had certain times or certain days that you made sure you had food ready because – realistically speaking, you're not eating every two to three hours if you have to cook every meal right before you eat it, right? There's some meal prep that probably has to go into that. That's right. You know, so you you took those actions of going to the gym every day, of setting that timer, of learning, reading those magazines, learning the exercises, gathering information. Those are the actions that you took in order to develop the skills. That's right. Um, you know, having those uh, that ability to to go and take the necessary steps to, to developing them. Um, a lot of it was trial and error. Um, I had to learn and and relearn and unlearn things. And um, you know, that's why having someone that that knows what they're doing and truly just listening to what he or she has to say uh, will save you a lot of that. So I always tell I always tell my clients I went through everything, so you don't you don't have to. And, um, you know, I had a lot of, uh, you know, injuries that I, I had to learn from and course correct along the way. And but that helped all of my clients because I knew how to help them avoid any of those any of those pain points that, that were coming up. I could foresee them. Yeah, it's funny. I, I tell clients all the time 
that if I'm being completely honest, we're both guessing on a lot of the stuff. It's trial and error even for the coach. The difference is I have a lot of past failures. I have a lot of mistakes that I've made, a lot of things that have worked for me over the years that I've discovered and things that I've been able to help other people with that I can draw upon. So I'm making educated guesses. You're just making guesses, right? So that's that's the difference when you're working with someone who has that experience is they don't necessarily have all the answers up front, but they do have a system in place. They do have something that helps guide their decisions to actually save you all that time. That's right. And, and, you know, because of, of that expertise and, and uh, just experience, right? So that's exactly it. Well, Quan, I really appreciate you coming on today, man, sharing your story with us, talking to us about how that vision came to be for you, the, the skills that you developed along the way, and some of those actions that you take. And I think you really gave people, especially on the mindset piece, a lot of things that they can use today to go home. You know, I've actually used the example before of if someone doesn't like working out, just start with small stuff like have your shoes sitting there to look at, put your shoes on, maybe get in the car and drive to the gym. Don't even go inside, just sit in the parking lot, right? Just whatever it takes to build yourself up. So the fact that you came out and shared that that's exactly what you did with the shoes that you're like, you know what? I don't want to go in the closet. So I'm just going to avoid the closet by taking the shoes out of here. Right. And I'm just going to have them there. I'm just going to eliminate the obstacle. So the fact you shared that story, I love because it really helps people to see Yes, these things, when you say them, they sound silly, they sound insignificant, but if you do them over time, you really will be successful. That's right. And um, nothing could be more truer than that. It's, it's it's the adding daily of that, that that compounds and leads to that big change um, at the end there. It's just it's just a daily, you know, accumulated interest that that leads to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and from now on, when I tell the story, I can be like, and if you don't believe me, go listen to my interview with Quan. He'll even tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could talk about this all day. So I love uh, love the conversation, man. Well, man, before we wrap up, tell us just a little bit about what you do now. I, I know you're, you're a personal trainer. Um, you, you also co-own three gyms. So tell us a little bit about that. And then also tell us about Valueverse. Yeah, thanks, man. So basically, um, you know, Starting off as a personal trainer, I reached, um, you know, master trainer level, which was just a lot of hours that you had to put in and um, going to uh, to co-own uh, the gyms there. We started off with one. So anytime fitness is the is the gym franchise and uh, my business partners and I co-own three of them um, and currently expanding to, to four and five. Uh, and you know, it's, it's really about just a tight knit community and, um, building, uh, goals and, and results in the gym and, and having that, that, um, you know, personable feel to it. So, you know, check it out and definitely, um, you know, uh, it's a welcoming environment. So that's kind of what we're up to now. And it's, uh, it's you know, being in the world of business, it's, it's always changing and, uh, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of, to see people grow and pass on the thing that we all experienced as, as fitness, uh, people there, uh, the value verse is the podcast, um, that I'm on now, which value and verse just basically means beneficial words that you can hear. 
so it focuses on, you know, um, storytelling and then struggles of, of life and work and, um, you know, uh, going into providing takeaways from that and what people can learn. And um, it's all on, on all platforms. And you can also find me on Instagram at Valueverse. Awesome, man. Really appreciate you sharing that. One thing that I, I want to point out here to people real quick is everything we just talked about in terms of your health journey. We could take that exact same framework that we used and we could do a whole nother episode just on the process that you went through to become an entrepreneur, all the things you've had to do to grow since then. And what people would see if we did that is there would be tremendous overlap. Maybe the mm. skills are a little bit different. The actions are different. But in terms of the process, in terms of getting the mindset right, in terms of taking the small steps, developing the skills, all that is the exact same process that you used to get healthy is what you used to become a successful business owner. That's so, uh, you know, remarkable that you you kind of took it apart like that because I never thought about it that way. But that's exactly it. It's it's that recipe, isn't it? It's it's the um you know the the, the algorithm of what you apply to it that sets things in motion. And it's true. A lot there was a lot of overlap in in being open minded, being a learner and learning another, you know, language of, of business and um you know working with with teams. And uh, which was what clients taught me is working with individuals. And um, that's that's right. Uh, you can you can take those principles and, and translate them to other areas of your life. And you, you, you're absolutely you nailed it. It's it's uh, it's all um, there's a lot of overlap in it when I when I go back and think on that. And just real quickly, you already told us how to find the podcast on Instagram. Someone wants to connect with you. What are your other options? So, yeah, you can uh, come to me on the on the web there as well, which is www.thevalueverse.com. Um, and I'm, I'm very active on on Instagram. So that's probably the best place to to get in touch with me. And um, you'll see all little snippets and, and things that um, that are on there to help out and add value. All right. Well, appreciate it again, man. Again, huge thanks to Quan for joining us today and sharing his insights and his knowledge. This is Stephen Box reminding you that you are not designed to be average. So go out and become unshakable. Thanks for listening to the Unshakable Habits podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please subscribe at unshakablehabits.com slash YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. You can learn more about Unshakable Habits at unshakablehabits.com. Until next week, be unshakable, my friends. Unshakable.